Tonight, our 10-minute speaker is Aaron F. from San Diego. Aaron R. My name's Aaron. I'm an alcoholic. Let me just kind of absorb this. Such a small meeting. Obviously, I'm a little nervous. Um, I'll be the first one to say I did not want to do this, but uh, obviously my primary purpose is to try to carry the message to alcoholic who still suffers. Welcome to all the newcomers. Uh, definitely a new way of life. Uh, a little uncomfortable up here, so let me just again absorb this. Um, I'll disqualify. Uh, I had my, you know, my first drink when I was about 12 years old, and uh, we could just say that kind of lasted for about seven years. I didn't know that I really suffered from like the spiritual malady, as like the book kind of talks about. And that I really had like a, you know, a perception problem with like reality and like kind of what, what situation and like life had to bring. Um, the drink did something for me that it doesn't really happen in the average temperate drinker. Like it shut my head off, you know, like my insecurities, uh, my fears, my self-esteem, like all the things that like, I guess, normal people like just deal with, like that kind of went away, um, I wasn't powerless, obviously, in the beginning of uh, my drinking career, and that kind of uh, escalated onto bigger and better things. Um, I, I had a lot of fun, like, I'm not going to lie, like, I had a lot of fun, and um, I definitely crossed this, like, imaginary line where, like, my willpower to, like, not drink, like, or be, like, a normal person, like, that just kind of flew out the window. I mean, obviously, if I had the willpower to take a drink or, like, do it in moderation, I wouldn't be standing in front of all you beautiful people, you know what I mean? I would uh, I would be out, and I wouldn't be in AA or have a purpose of being here, but that's not my case. Um, I'm absolutely powerless over alcohol, um, and what powerlessness really meant to me was, like, despite everything that, like, I would do in my career of drinking, like, I would still pick up a drink. Um, and I, I didn't really get that. It took a lot of, like, consequence for me to, like, kind of see, like, where that, like, took place in my life. Um, you know, high school, I had it somewhat together, as you will. Um, a, lot, a lot of partying, like, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of going on. I knew that, like, this is what I wanted to do. Like, alcohol was my solution, you know? Like, this is what, this is how I, <laughs> you love that bell, dude. You're so good at it. Like, every, you're just so good at it. No one's going to do a better job than you at that bell. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, um, unmanageability and powerlessness. Like, that, like, obviously, I couldn't see that, like, in my, in my, in my active alcoholism. Uh, I thought that I really liked to party harder than everybody else. I mean, obviously, you guys like to party harder than everyone else because we're all in a room of AA, right? Um, <laughs> But, like, that, that's really, like, how I perceive things, like, that I like to, to have more fun than the average individual. Um, it got really dark. It got really out of control. Like, I, I mean, it, it was a depth that I never thought I would feel um, within this, like, powerlessness. Like, my life was, like, absolutely becoming unmanageable, but I was, like, failing to, like, look at it or I couldn't comprehend, like, what I was doing. Um Spiraling out of control. Uh, so, I don't know. I got a DUI at 19. Um, everyone has a DUI, right? Like, whatever. Not a big deal. Like, that's, like, literally how I thought. Like, when I got out of the jailhouse, I was, like, walking. I was, like, let's just not do that again, right? Because, um, like, I, I just thought that was normal. You know what I mean? 
And um, oh, I remember, like, I was so, like, strong. Like, let's not do that. Like, I don't need to do that again. And then, like, four days later, I'm doing the same exact thing. Like, no matter how hard I would try, I couldn't, like, fight the battle. I couldn't win the battle in my head to not, like, do these behaviors. Like, I couldn't comprehend, like, what needed to happen. I didn't have a solution. Um, so a month passed, and I blacked out behind the wheel again and got a second DUI. This time was in the accident. Um, you know, thank God, like, that woman didn't get hurt. But, like, that's part of my story. Like, and I wish I could stand up here and tell you that, like, I didn't pick up after that. But, like, that wasn't sufficient enough reason for me to stop. Um, and, I, I mean, that kind of kept continuing for a little bit more. But I knew that I had a problem. Like, this was the first time that I was, like, willing to, like, look at my mess. Um, but I was in jail this time, like, damn, like really don't want to get sober. Cause like the judge is like, you go to rehab or like you do time. And like, it was like an ultimatum. And I remember going back to my jail cell and like thinking like, damn, I just want, maybe I'll just do my time, get out and like continue to get like loaded, stay drunk. Like those were normal thoughts that I had. Like, I remember how like strong I was. And then, um, I don't know, something came over me where I was like, I need to turn, like, I need to make a change. Like, I don't know what to do. So, the, obviously, the courts prescribed me AA. So, like, I was invited here by the courts of San Diego. Like, a judge telling me, like, hey, like, you should probably check this out. Actually, you need to check this out. Um, so, I came. I came to AA. Um, I don't know. I knew I wanted to stop, but I didn't have the means or, or how. You know what I mean? And people were talking about God and these 12 steps, right? And like, um, is that the right one? I was like, 10 minutes left. Damn. Um, <laughs> uh, so coming into the rooms, <laughs> sorry, like, dude, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bell guy. Awesome. Um, People showed hope around here. People had a solution that I was unfamiliar with, like 12 steps. Like, okay, I understand I have a perception problem. Like, I get that. Like, I, I understand that, like, I see things differently because my solution is is getting heavily, you know, heavily intoxicated, which normal people don't do, like, when it comes to the drink. I can't stop. I have an obsession. People shared hope. Um, but, again, it was a word, like, God was being thrown around. Then, like, the basket came around. I was like, damn, like, God, okay. I did have this fundamental idea of what God was, like as the book talks about, but I needed to like um, really jump into it and concede in my innermost self that I had this thing, like this ism, this alcoholism that's trying to kill me and like a progressive illness and like getting into the readings and like being able to identify with people around here, like that really helped me like qualify as you will, you know what I mean? And um, people shared hope because, like, I remember just hearing a story and, like, I know this dude is just like me, but he's sober and I'm not. Like, there's a solution, obviously. So I got into the work. Um, I'm beyond mental, you know, mental aid beyond the first drink. So, like, admitting that I'm powerless was, like, my first step in recovery, right? And then coming, like that a power could, like, restore me to sanity. Like, I didn't want to drink anymore. So I prayed about that every day, all the time. And the obsession was removed. That was, like, my tangible evidence that there was a higher power, like, willing to work in my life. Um, Because I'm coming from a hopeless state of mind. Like, 
Uh, I got here at 19. My sobriety date's 11, 19, 11. Um, I'm blessed. I worked the steps. I, I found a higher power. Like, the steps were designed to, like, get in touch with, like, a God. Like, it, it was a big deal for me because, like, it was, like, this is my solution. Okay, I'm desperate enough to try. Um, and that's exactly what I did. And uh, I'm, I'm extremely grateful today that I have a, a higher power to do business with. Like, turning my will and my life over to the care of God, like, is a, a big thing, like, every day for me. And, like, continually, like, to try and seek this higher power and, like, do his will on a daily basis. Um, you know, what, four and a half years of sobriety, like, I just have experience, like, sober. Like, it has not all been on an upswing. Like, I've done some, some things that I just... Thanks, dude. <laughs> that, uh... That I'm not entirely, um, you know, not not on spiritual progress, as you will. But um, every time, like, AA has never, like, failed me. Like, I, I just know that I have to get into this work and stay here and put my hand out and try and be effective in, like, all my affairs. Um, and I sponsor a couple of guys, which is a gift. Like, I'm able to give back and, like, get these guys in the solution. And, like, that's, like, my, that's how I show gratitude towards my higher power is, like, trying to, be effective and like really work in another individual's life but like i don't have the power to keep anybody sober i don't think these meetings will always keep me sober like it's ultimately like a higher power that's the only thing that really stands in front of me and like that first drink is like spiritual means and um i'm extremely blessed for it extremely grateful um you know welcome to the newcomer i can only you know suggest that you you know get a sponsor work the steps um it saved my life. I, I really believe I'm on borrowed time. Like, everything is an opportunity, as I see. I try and remain optimistic, humble, work on my de- like character defects on a daily basis. But, I mean, th- those are, uh, <laughs> I, again, I have to turn it over to my higher power. I need help with these things. Like, I need help with this. And uh, that's the solution for me. So with that, I'll keep coming back. Thank you, guys.